Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Of course, all of us tennis fans have so enjoyed having professional tennis back in our lives these past 10 weeks of actions to have, you know, two Grand Slam events fit into that time frame, to have two Masters and Premier Mandatory events fit into that time slot, a World Team Tennis season, Challenger events across the globe. It's just so nice to have pro tennis back in our lives. It's nice to have that element of stability in what is otherwise obviously a chaotic year unlike any of us have ever seen before. Before. And of course, you know, with that in mind, we're still try, trying to process everything that's happened. There's been so many matches played. Who are the young stars breaking through right now? Who are the players we can be concerned about or should be concerned about moving forward? All of those different questions, the biggest storylines answered on our other Crack Rackets podcast. So if you are not, please go like, rate, subscribe, review, listen to our mini break podcast where we recap each a- day's action day in, day out. Of course, on our GSP, we give our eight of the day, our picks for how we think the matches are going to unfold, and of course, talk about some of the other larger trends currently confronting our beloved sport. But on this Cracked Interviews podcast, we always get the opportunity to speak with so many amazing different people from throughout the tennis world, whether it be former players, current players at the junior, college, professional level, whatever it may be. Today, we get the best of all of those worlds, in my opinions, as we are joined by the dynamic duo of Heath and Lindsay Lee Waiters. And of course, if you not have not heard of Lindsay Lee Waiters, a former top 50 professional singles player, top 100 doubles player, 32 pro titles in her career, a career high of number 33 in the singles rankings, number 88 in the doubles. Of course, her and her husband together founded Strive Tennis Academy. They've worked with players such as Jose Statham, Alex Bogomolov Jr., and others. Uh, but they're also the founders of a new thing called the Match Tennis App. And for all of us, not just tennis fans, but tennis players finding hits during this pandemic. At first, it was very difficult. You know, we weren't sure what we were able to do, but then we've since learned that tennis is one of those few activities that seems relatively safe for all of us to go out there and continue to play. And so, you know, for parents or for all these college coaches or players, it was how are we going to be able to hold events? How are we going to be able to get the tennis world back up and functioning in the midst of a global pandemic? Because, you know, when you're hosting a tournament, there's things like the tournament check-in desk and so many people congregating in one area. We know that's exactly the worst thing to do uh, in the midst of this virus. And, you know, what the team of Heath and Lindsay decided to do is they wanted to find a solution to that problem. They wanted to find a way to facilitate easier access for players or tournament hosts and create an app where you can do all of that. And that's what they've done at the Match Tennis app. And of course, you can do so much more as well. You can, you know, connect with college coaches if you're a junior player. You can chart out the pathway, the sort of tournaments you need to play and where those tournaments are to get your ranking to where you want it to be. That and so much more. And look, they talk about it. They make a much, you know, more comprehensive case than I could. Uh, So I'm going to let them get to that. But it is a really fun conversation. I'm very much looking forward to all of you listeners hearing it. Of course, the reason we are able to have these conversations day in, day out here at Crack Rackets because of the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobarn. We say it all the time. To play your best on the court, you got to look good, you got to feel good, and then you're going to play good. And that's where our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobarn come in. Midwest Sports, the only tennis-specific energy bar in the uh, Midwest Sports, the only tennis-specific energy bar. You see what I just did right there? I crossed our two sponsors. That's how excited I am about both of them. Leave it in, Westoff. But our friends at Midwest Sports are going to 
to supply you with anything you can need from a tennis equipment standpoint. Rackets, strings, shoes, grips, grommets, you name it, they've got it. Their staff can give you the best advice in the business as well. And you can save a little bit of money by using our promo code CR15. You'll get 15% off your order free. Two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. So be sure to go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Of course, you go to AeroBar.com. You're going to get a chance at the only tennis-specific energy bars in the business. More potassium than a banana. Delicious cinnamon, honey, oat, and chocolate chip flavors. And best of all, it comes with a podcast. Our Getting to the Point episodes, which you can find now on this Cracked Interviews podcast feed where we've had the chance to speak to so many people, so many amazing people from throughout the tennis world, whether it be a Jay Berger, a Michael Russell, Laura Embry, I mean, a Trip Phillips, Malavia Washington. I could go on and on and on with the names. It's been so fun to get to work with them. The way you can go support our friends at Aerobar by going to their website, purchasing yourself a case, and using our promo code CR15. Again, a huge shout-out to our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar who have help support us to make these conversations possible. But with that in mind, let's get to my conversation with Heath and Lindsay Lee Waiters. Joining us now on the podcast is one of the many dynamic duos uh, throughout the professional tennis world. You may know them from their work founding Strive Tennis Academy. Of course, they are also the founders of the Match Tennis app, Lindsay Lee and Heath Waiters. Lindsay Lee and Heath, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Uh, Great. Thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be here to talk with you. Yes, thank you. It is absolutely my pleasure to have you both. It's rare we get the husband-wife duo on the podcast, and, you know, I'm a provocateur, so maybe that's why those sorts of duos, it, uh, they try to ignore me. They're like, we don't want you anywhere near us, but uh, obviously <laughs> it is very fun to have you both on the show today, two people who have been involved in the game of tennis for uh, the majority of both of your lives, and I want to explore that today, but the place I want to start, uh, obviously you two founded the Match Tennis app. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, I want to uh, get them in the loop because here at Cracked Rackets, uh, we've had the privilege to host tournaments and we've been able actually to host them over these past six months. And obviously, there are so many difficulties when you're hosting a tournament in general, but to do it in the midst of a global pandemic, all of that has been amplified as two people who not only have lived a life in the tennis world, but now tennis parents, tennis coaches, you've seen it firsthand. Can you talk about both the inspiration for the Match Tennis app and then ultimately, you know, what the app provides? Yeah, you know, whenever um, I was playing on tour, uh, I played on the professional tour, gosh, over 20 years. And um, about towards the end of my career, you know, I had two kids uh, while I was playing on tour and they were starting to play tennis and just the schedules. I was traveling a lot and trying to keep up with the schedules of entering tournaments. We were missing deadlines, um, trying to figure out, you know, finding their rankings, uh, you know, figuring out what events to play. And it was just going to so many different sites. And I was spending so many hours just trying to figure this out. I was missing deadlines because every, you know, section, state, national are all different. Uh, tournament deadline dates and so you know we were just 
me and my husband were getting frustrated because, uh, you know, just trying to figure it out and spending so much time. And it's we just knew, yeah. yeah, we knew there was a better way. So that's kind of how the app began. And it's really a calendar based app to manage your tournament journey from whenever you start playing tennis through college. Yeah, and, and it, it does so many things as educational resources. It pretty much manages your entire tournament career. And so, you know, if you want a ranking, you know, the way we kind of look at it is it's the Yahoo portal of, of the tennis world. You know, <laughs> instead of having to go, you know, to so many different websites like Yahoo, you can go over there for finance, sports, entertainment, whatever it might be, to one location instead of 10 different websites. Well, we were finding it rather confusing to try to piece all it together uh, for our junior players, our kids. And, um, and so we came up with solutions to help all of that and to make her, to really put time and, and minutes back into parents and players' pockets. You know, we call it, we turn hours a month into minutes a month. That's kind of our mission. And so, and also to enhance and increase the quality of experience for everybody involved. And so, yeah, it does a lot of some neat things that we can talk about later if you'd like. No, absolutely, and I want to direct this next question to you, Heath, because for so many parents who are trying to get their kids into the game and maybe didn't start playing the game, uh, they have no idea what sort of tournaments their kids could be playing if their kids have success at the local level. It's like, oh, man, what do we do now? I remember I had this, uh, you know, I can only speak from personal experience. I hit puberty, and it helped my tennis results, and my parents were like, all right, like, you're doing kind of well. What should we do now? And I was like, I think I go to these Midwest events. Like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Sure, level four, level three, like I think that's the next stage and it's difficult unless you have a coach or someone in your advice and obviously Heath, you have been coaching not just professionals but junior players, college players for uh, quite a bit of time now. How, you know, how difficult is it for, I guess actually, how many parents come to you with those sorts of questions where they're like, hey, we don't really know even where we're supposed to look? Yeah, you know what? Well, they do reach out to us quite a bit, uh, but what's really neat is inside of the app, we solve that issue. So everything, basically all the pain points such as that, knowing what to do when and when to do what. You can, for example, is say that you wanted in the Midwest, uh, you, you did hit puberty and you said, oh, geez, I'm, I'm 150 in the Midwest, uh, supposedly, I don't know, it's what it says, someone told me that. Well, what you can do inside of our app, you can actually go in and you can put in what goal you have, whether it's to be, say you wanted to be top 50 in the Midwest uh, by next April or something like this. And what it's going to do is really cool. If you don't know what to do, it's going to show you what to do. It's going to show you where you are. You answer a couple of questions. You'll be top 50 by April. And then it's going to show you your current Midwest points. Uh, and then it's going to show you what you need to average in order to obtain uh, a top 50 ranking in the Midwest. And then after that, it's going to not only do that, it's going to display all the tournaments that are relevant to achieving that goal. And it's going to output that. And then there's a little plus symbol. You just add them to your calendar. And once you add them to your calendar, and it shows you the points for each tournament, how much you get for winning the title and, and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, it will remind you. Once you add it to your calendar, three days before the entry deadline, it will send you a link to the registration on the day of. So it gives you two email reminders, things like this that, like Lindsay, one of her pain points was she was missing deadlines. I was missing deadlines, and our son was getting mad at us because we didn't enter him in the term because we were so busy. And, <laughs> and uh, it solves all this. So it teaches you, it educates you 
on how to reach whatever goals, if it's a national goal, an ITF goal, a, a, a Midwest, which is a sectional goal, or a state. If you want to be number one in Tennessee or Georgia or California, whatever it is, it will do that as well. Mm-hmm. No, I have a couple of things to say. One, to my own mother who listens to every episode, I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> find this for you when I was playing because I know how much you would have enjoyed exactly this feature. And yeah, I, you know, this match tennis epic, and I want to go into it further. The other thing I would just say quickly, you know, number 64 in the Midwest, not number 150, Prince Top 100 or Hot 100 <laughs> hey, on TennisRecruiting.net. <laughs> Who's keeping track? Oh, I'm keeping track. But anyways, um, no, you, you know, you talk about this and I want to go to you now. Lindsay, because for me growing up so much of it was word of mouth. I happened to have friends who were better than me. And so I could say, hey, man, what did you do? And they would actually just say, ask my mom. And then my mom would ask their mom. But, you know, ultimately, so much of it comes from word of mouth. What events I should be playing? What are the best kids doing in your experience? Because obviously, you were a top ranked junior. You'd see my number 64 ranking and be like, nice, two and two second round match. Um, But, you know, for you, uh, how was your experience growing up trying to navigate the junior circuit uh you know for me i grew up in oklahoma playing missouri valley and i started playing at eight years old but i played all the sports baseball basketball all the way till i was 12 and tennis was kind of just something you know i did with that mainly did in the summer until i was probably 11 or 12 and then um we realized uh well i did and i just kind of played because i loved playing but other people were playing year round. <laughs> so yeah, well, I was a little bit of a late bloomer with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so then we started realizing, oh, they don't just do this in the summer. So then and granted, I'm older. So it was a while ago, things have changed a lot through the years. But yeah, you know, um, eventually, I moved to an academy when I was 14 or 13 to Florida for a little bit. And then 14, um, in North Carolina and then to Atlanta when I was 15 um, to train, went to a couple academies and then with um, a coach when I was 15 in Atlanta. And that's when I started really when I was a little bit older, 13, 14, 15, started getting a lot more volume, started playing a lot more tournaments, started um, playing, you know, higher level nationals as much as I could. Um, so I think I really started to get that volume later on than earlier. I think that's changed a lot, you know, through um, with a lot of players. They're starting even earlier than eight. And, specializing. Yeah, and yeah. then specializing. So um, I maybe was on probably a different path um, than what a lot of the kids are doing now. Uh, but, yeah, so it was kind of same thing probably as your mom that my parents went through, word mm-hmm. of mouth, and then – Hey, you need to come here and train. And but you didn't get to play a um, lot of tournaments as a junior, not tons, did you? I didn't play a lot of tournaments, uh, but I do remember when I was, you know, gosh, I think I was like twelve, and I remember playing like three different age divisions. <laughs> played like 12, 14, 16 in <laughs> in a state level in Oklahoma. She was still getting that so... hundred match count. It was just in two <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> you, were, you were just able to do that back. <laughs> Back then, they let you play 12, 14, so, 16, and 18. Yeah. Yeah, and only uh, for one entry fee. Now that would be four <laughs> entry fees. Boy, have things changed. Yeah. Yeah. 
but no that's awesome to hear no and i mean again i do want to talk about your pro career because anyone who can make a pro final at the age of 17 that's obviously something to explore um but yeah you know it's a bit of a tangent here and it, i talked about this on a recent podcast i've had a lot of trouble saying the word specialization i don't know why it's just you know it's more difficult to say than specializing but that's something we see so many athletes do now at such an early age right they want to specialize in their sport they want to be the best at one sport in the world that they can be it sounds like for you Lindsay I know by 12 13 14 that was the case but were you playing multiple sports growing up definitely yes I was playing uh gosh from the time I was maybe five four or five years old I was playing baseball Uh, my dad was a big baseball player and we're just a big sports family who basketball um, so the time I could even walk, I was in organized sports. But she played with all the boys on the team. So mm-hmm. she was, she, that's how she kind of, her coach, didn't he tell you that tennis should? Yeah. Be- whenever I was eight years old, I was like an MVP in an all boys, uh, league. And this guy, I was the only girl. And he said, uh, you need to get in tennis or golf because you can get a scholarship, you know, in that, and it has, and if you want to go professional, there's you know, those opportunities to do that. And so my parents were like, well, let's try tennis. Let's say they wanted me actually to play golf and my dad loves golf. And so, but I just, I love, once I started playing tennis, I loved it. You, you know, it was all you on the court and, you know, if you won or lost, it was because either, you know, you did your job or maybe they did a little better and you, you know, each day you could grow. And I just loved, um, hitting the ball. It was, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, no, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a feeling tennis players feel everywhere. And I want to put a pin in the career there for a second, because, you know, you sort of mentioned this Heath on the app because to chart your pathway up the junior ranks, to put yourself in a position to be competitive for, you know, a college scholarship or to a spot, wherever it may be. Uh, you can do that on the match tennis app. And I know you sort of listed out the ways you can there, but can you talk about some of the other features uh, within the app that can help uh, guide a player's development through their early stages? Well, uh, you know, one of our most dear features, probably my favorite feature of all, it's not so much about the development in particular, but what it is, it's called MatchU, College Connect. And so inside of our app, and it's in, in literally you can get it for free inside of our app, this service, uh, basically you get all these um, college recruiting apps or services that sometimes are $5,000 a year. Well, our heart goes out, you know, because if you ask most of the parents, because we've been doing this so long, if they had a uh, ambition for their child after putting all these years and all this time into uh, developing their game and going through all the adversities and sacrifice and things that it takes to reach a high level of tennis, what would they hope for their child? You know, look, if they go pro, great, but really being realistic, most of them would say, oh, I would love for them to get some type of academic or financial assistance through to get them into college. And so we created Match U. We met for about 12 months with many uh, college coaches and programs throughout the United States and formed basically Match U, which, I mean, as an example, just recently, uh, a couple months ago, it got a girl who's only a seven UTR. The UTR is basically, you know, a few years ago, the, the ITA signed this with the UTR, and, and college coaches are using the UTR, tennis recruiting, and uh, your GPA, SAT, and ACT scores to really for to gain entrance, and, and but to go heavily by this UTR rating. And so 
This girl had a seven UTR, which is kind of low, uh, but she she actually uh, hoped and dreamed to get a scholarship, and she was able to go through our app. You can search for every school in the United States in our app, but what's really neat is you can communicate and reach out and send emails uh, to any college coach that you might be interested in their program for. And then once you do that, it actually you know tells you, you know, you send it out to 10 schools that might have a degree that you like. This girl, she was in the South. She actually was in Atlanta, and she wanted to stay within a two-hour drive and try to get a scholarship or some kind of academic assistance. Um, she wasn't extremely academically inclined. So she ended up uh, finding a perfect fit uh, and she, in the first three schools. So she searched for the schools. You can add them to your list, your favorites, and you can drag and drop and put the top ones up top. And, and as you visit them and do your unofficial visits, all this kind of stuff. And it the whole time manages your whole journey. So it has a checklist to keep you on track for each one of your favorite schools of Again, what to do when and when to do what. It tells you when to do your amateurism certification process. Most people don't even know when, what that is. Even coaches don't know what it is. Well, in your sophomore year, you need to start filling this out. Well, our system lets you know when the admissions deadline, the financial aid application, the housing applications. For all the schools that you chose, it's going to send you emails with links and all this stuff to keep you on track to give you the best chance of getting a scholarship. And so this girl, her first three that she reached out to, they responded and they wanted her to come and visit. Well, uh, well, she went to five of them, and three of them made her an offer that, that week that she went and visited, and she ended up at one of them. And she's she just actually got quarterfinals of the tournament. It was an NAI school, so it was a small school, but she's doing physical therapy, the perfect degree for her. And, and people, really what it's about is people don't realize that there's tons of schools that would, would love to have you, but they don't know how to connect. Well, she and what's cool is she, she connected with this college coach, a lot of these colleges, and you're able to take notes. And so uh, you have this whole journal for each individual school, and you can look back when it's signing time over a four-year period after you make all your visits and communicate for the network for four years of, you know, you can make an intelligent decision come that November of your junior year or senior year uh, in the spring. And so really, really a wonderful thing that my heart is really excited about because people are now starting to make connections through our app, getting scholarships all around the country for no charge. It's really cool. Yeah, no, that is so awesome to see, and I like this. We can weave in uh, some narrative, Lindsay, with your career and the functions of this app because for you, you know, by 18 years old, you're number three, uh, 33, I believe, in the world in singles. And so, you know, at that point, do you need to go to college? Probably not. But I imagine <laughs> you had plenty of scholarship opportunities and offers to go explore college tennis at probably any school you wanted. And I'm curious, how difficult was it for you to navigate that path, you know, how difficult was it for you to get in contact with coaches and figure out the places that were best for you? Yeah, for me, um, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to create the match you is because the players kind of in the position that I was in, where I was top in the nation, had won national titles, um, the universities, the coaches are, I mean, they're coming after you. They're, you know, they're sending you letters. I mean, they want you. So for me, all the top um universities i had the options to go pretty much anywhere i wanted to go um but for me my heart i was so determined that i was going to be top in the world and that it wasn't even an option at 16 i had told my parents i'm going pro i'm <laughs> i'm going to be at top in the world and you know my mom's a, you know was a school teacher and she they didn't like that <laughs> <laughs> but 
um, I said, watch, I'll prove it to you. And, you know, for me, you know, for me, I was on the path that uh, I was supposed to be on. So I, you know, and they were fine with that because I did make it pretty high in the world and um, was doing something that I was passionate and absolutely loved to do. Um, made you happy. Yeah, definitely made me happy. And that's when, you know, with Heath talking about the match, you just the players that absolutely love tennis, but maybe they started later or maybe, um, you know, that's the level that they're going to be at, at a seven or eight or nine. And, but they still want to pursue tennis and they, they're able to, you know, put in their UTR and, and see where they, where possible universities that they could go to um, and possibly play and get, you know, financial support. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I forgot mm -hmm. to tell you that Alex. That another thing with that match, you is what it does is you fill out your profile with your your GPA, your academic metrics, and then it pulls in your playing metrics. And it simply you push a button and it shows you all the schools that you could actually go and play for right now today that meet that your match your metrics meet. All you get is reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in more information about coming there. And then you, of course, can have your dream schools, your your reach schools as well that will, you know, they say green check marks for where you meet and little red things so where you have a deficit that you might be a sophomore freshman and you can work towards that goal. And it puts it right in front of you as a snapshot so you can kind of work towards it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's absolutely awesome. And, you know, again, um, just a quick tangent here on the Lindsay Lee career. Uh, for you, 18 years old, 1995, you qualify for Wimbledon. You beat Pam Shriver first round, lose a tough three-set match in the second round. That U.S. Open, you win a first-round match, win the first set on Brenda Schultz-McCarthy, uh, you know, to do that in New York. I'm curious. You look back on both. What's more thrilling, the 18-year-old qualifier walking out and getting that win at Wimbledon or get being able to play? center stage in new york oh man um you know what they're both they mean a lot in so many different ways for me wimbledon um i can remember it clearly because the french open i lost in the last round of qualifying uh to moresmo in three sets i think it was maybe seven five in the third to to go into my first grand slam of you know being in the main draw and that was probably I can still remember the feeling after losing that match because I wanted it so bad that when I did go to Wimbledon and I was in the last round you know the last round of qualifying to qualify for Wimbledon it wasn't an option <laughs> I was just I just I remember I was like it, don't get in her way yeah I just remember that feeling like this is I'm you know I was very focused and it was I was gonna make it happen and <laughs> That, so that was in one way that was so rewarding because of the French Open and that feeling. And then to go in and uh, play Palm Shriver and then have uh, three set. I ended up losing to uh, Z Zavera. No, no, not Zavera. Um, I think Z uh, Zavera. Yes. I, yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, U.S. Open was so special because it was my first one and – uh, my dad was there, uh, had, you know, family and everybody was there and there's nothing like the U S open. There's nothing like New York. It's one of my favorite places in the world to play. Just the energy is just, there's nothing. I mean, there's really nothing like it. So yeah, they were, 
both special and just to play in front of the New York crowd is just, you know, there's nothing quite like it. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're just both special in different ways. No, absolutely. And you look at that time, you know, the 1990s was probably the strongest generation of American women. I mean, there's a really great generation right now, the depth, Mm -hmm. but you look at the depth at that time, just how many phenomenal players were just coming out of the United States. What was it like for you to compete against those peers to have so many of them also breaking through in the moment? Yeah, you know, it was interesting because I was, even though I was, I guess, 17, 18, I know, um, like Lindsay Davenport, they had already been up there a while. Chanda Rubin, I'm trying to remember, like Lisa Raymond, Capriotti. Um, there's so many, like you said. Um, but, but they were, you know, kind of had reached higher before me. Um, I know, obviously, Capriotti was 14. She was so young. Um, and, but it was just, you know, getting to, I remember getting to hit with like Mary Jo Fernandez and Lindsay Davenport. And yeah, it was was just a, it was a really neat time uh, for tennis. Like you said, just the depth. And I I believe that it's coming back. I believe that this new generation, the Jen Brady's obviously Kennan's in the finals of Roland Garros. So it's, it's exciting. You know, Corey Goff, it's exciting for American tennis for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And something uh, that I think has, I don't want to say it's been forgotten because that's not fair, but a story that probably doesn't get as much conversation as it should is just how good Monica Seles was in the early 90s at such a young age, what she won seven Grand Slam titles before she was 21 years old, something crazy like that. And obviously for you, you know, you mentioned it, you told your parents at age 16, you're ready to go pro. Uh, I'm curious, did that have any impact on your decision seeing Monica Seles at a young Young age, the success she was having, because I just, I imagine if that happened now, there would just be a craze about it. Yeah, you know, for me, I remember being young and what one of the, you know, obviously Monica Seles, uh, Steffi Graf was a really big, I loved, you know, watching her play. And, um, you know, really Capriotti um, being so young and doing it. Um, Because I think she's my age, and she was at 14. I think she was already, you know, doing well on tour. So, you know, those really um, inspired me that, hey, you know, I can do this too. And there was just, you know, a belief that, you know, my parents really helped instill that in me that, you know, if you're willing to work your hardest and you put in that time and that effort, then you can, you know, reach the goals that you set out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, I think, you know, Celis was <laughs> unbelievable. She was one of the best was, fighters. Ever. Yeah, the, one of the biggest fighters for sure. Too bad. I mean, I, don't you think she would have won more slams if she didn't get her injury? I mean, she was just uh, just crushing everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely. It's one of tennis's biggest what ifs. And just wanted to hear, you know, again, curious your thoughts on that. But I want to switch gears here now a little bit. Again, talk more about this match tennis app because it's not just uh, the functioning side for the players as people who, you know, again, us, we here at Crack Rackets have hosted these events. And so much of the problem, especially that first day, is okay, all of these players are coming to check in. And it's not just them, it's their parent and their coach and who's ever with you. And we all know in the midst of a global pandemic, the thing you want to try and avoid as most as you can 
can is congregating a bunch of people in one location. And so I know the Match Tennis app takes care of that as well. Uh, Heath, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, we're pretty excited. with with, We've created back in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, um, we met with USDA National quite a few times and you know, being a technology company, we felt like we had to do something because all these kids that are sitting on the sidelines when this hit, you know, for eight weeks, no tournaments. And, we, were, you know, right away within two weeks, we saw that maybe this could be something uh, that could last a while. So we got busy and created uh, a social distancing uh, technology called we, we named it Virtual Tournament Desk. And basically it eliminates the entire physical tournament desk so you can show up in your car as a player you can check in the night before through the mobile device through virtual tournament desk through our app you can show up for your eight o'clock match be in your car uh, or under a tree away from other people stretching or something in the shade and then you will receive a message to your virtual tournament desk to report to your court whatever that might be and then you go play your match uh, as you're on the way to the court it will send you a, uh, that message to report there. And then you click the, the button and it has a score reporting form. So you actually put your phone in your bag and turn it off, zip it up. And then after your match, you open it back up and you report your score. It goes to the tournament desk, but you never, and then you'd simply go and get back in your car. And as close as you would get to somebody is if you touch rackets at the end of the match, but you never ever have to get close to another human to facilitate the CDC best practices. And it's working like a dream. What's really neat is we've, We've come up with, you know, it's been, you know, about six months of uh, listening to tournament directors across the whole country and the USDA and all these other types of tournaments and and um, getting feedback. And we have created a new uh, virtual tournament desk uh, in the uh, while we've been waiting. And it is simply going to hopefully revolutionize the, the tournament uh, production experience and the participation experience because it actually runs the whole tournament by itself. And so we're pretty excited. It's coming out next week that you can actually, you know, what happened to have a waiting list as an example. So say you say you uh, one of the, you know, big bottlenecks at a tournament desk is trying to figure out, OK, how many one, you know, say you're the eight o'clock matches are on the court and you play at 930 and you're waiting around around the tournament desk trying to see when the next court comes up and which one are you going to be, which match. you. Well, we're making everything transparent. So to show you all the courts as a, as a participant, what courts all your friends are on then it's going to tell you where you are on the waiting list if you're the 20th open court or the 15th and it's dynamic and as it moves it'll show you so you can decide as a as a parent or a player if you're 15 courts down do you have time to go to subway real quick uh, you know and get a little quick bite or whatever it might be and then it does everything as soon as for the tournament directors like the wizard of oz when people report their scores it pulls that person off the court and sends them a text message and then the next court's filled with whoever's on the waiting list and everybody moves up one spot and the tournament director just sits back and monitors the whole system while everybody's receiving constant communication of what courts report to and their scores are going automatically into the draw and all this kind of stuff. So pretty cool uh, what's coming in the future, we hope, for the sport of tennis. Absolutely. Speaking as someone who just ran a tournament last weekend, you know what the most persistent question we get is, how much longer till my match goes on? Or, hey, you know, what court's going to open up next? And you know, in terms of inputting live scores of what the updates are on the court, how close you actually are in minutes to going on, that's still going to be difficult. But 
yeah, this is, I mean, this solves that problem. And then you know what the other worst part about running a tournament is? Having to put in all the scores at the end of the day. If they could be uploaded throughout the day retroactively, that would be... That would be delightful. And so uh, I know, I believe I've been reading into this. You guys are already at multiple events, right? Yes. Uh, you know, three of the biggest sections in the country are mandating the use of, of Match Tennis App for the virtual tournament desk. And so basically to keep people safe. And, and But what we're finding is that post-pandemic, because uh, we send out surveys uh, to every one of the people, that every tournament. And so we have thousands of data points. And the parents and the TDs want to keep using this because – it's putting all those minutes back into their pockets. They, there's no more bottlenecks. And for the term, we just had a term director this weekend, first time user. And she said, Hey man, this is, I can't wait to use this for my next tournament. I'm going to be using it for now. And even, you know, for the next 10 years, because she, she was in her office behind closed doors, you, you know, using this virtual tournament desk, you know, pushing buttons to send people and communicate and all of that. She goes, we didn't have one complaint. Uh, often uh, the, the tournament desk is a sounding board for complaints. And she said, we, she goes, it's the first time in a tournament that she never had a complaint. And it was, and then they ended the tournament three uh, hours early. It was supposed to rain Sunday, but because she used the communication system, she was keeping everybody in the know consistently. And so the, the whole objective is to grow the game. And, and with, and, you know, one of the things like Chick-fil-A is an example, they have the, the drive-through that is last year, they, they improved their volume by 54% in, in, in their bottom line. And one of the things, uh, reasons were is because of their, new technologies that they've implemented in their drive-through systems along with their systems. Well, you can go at rush hour at 12 o'clock and have 100 people online. You still get through there in seven minutes. But if you go to some businesses that have drive-throughs, it's hit or miss. You might wait for 30 minutes, turn around, say, I can't wait any longer. And so our goal is if we make the, the, the sport easier as for the consumers and more enjoyable, more people want to play tournaments. If we make it more enjoyable for the tournament directors, more people want to run tournaments. And that's kind of our hope to create innovative digital uh, experiences that people will uh, enhance the quality of their experience and want to play more and participate more. Hey, anytime Chick-fil-A is used as a reference point, I'm a fan. So I, that was, yeah, that, that sounds like a victory to me. I completely agree. And then, you know, for anyone listening to this out there who hasn't used the Match Tennis app or is interested in, uh, you know, trying to use it to run their next event, how can they find out more? Where can they get themselves involved? Yeah, you can just contact us at support at matchtennisapp.com. Or you can just go to matchtennisapp.com itself and just kind of read away and watch the videos and, and see all the features that are offered. Yeah, no, that is awesome. Well, then I do want to ask you guys a couple more questions, and then I will let you go. Something I should have mentioned in the intro, another project I know you both uh, spent quite a bit of time on, your virtualtennisacademy.com, where you know people can learn anything from technique to mental training, just various sports performance. You guys cover it all there. Uh, talk to the listeners about the inspiration for that and what they can find up there. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of uh, – it's not as active as it used to be. Uh, I haven't put anything up on that. I, Lindsay and I did that uh, a while back, uh, and uh, we haven't put a lot of new content up there. People can go up there. It's a free resource. Sign up, and, and it's a lot of pro players that uh, are still up there doing drills and, and a lot of educational articles and everything. And uh, so it is a free resource, but it isn't quite up to date as it used to be. So um, just be aware of that. 
Mm -hmm. But, you know, in general, in terms of, you know, the virtual times, because for so many people who want to get into the game casually, uh, you can find any YouTube video out there, right? You YouTube how to hit a forehand and there's going to be something to show you. But a lot of it's just, you know, respectfully garbage, right? It's difficult (laughs) to find uh, proper training videos. Right, right. Yeah, it is very difficult probably to find. It depends on, you know, everybody's got an opinion on YouTube, you know. And my recommendation always is to find someone with credentials that is, you know, achieved or coached people to a level that you aspire and then try to get with them in, in lessons. And then, you know, and then, yes, the, the Virtual Tennis Academy, it, you know, a lot of high level information because it was a lot of pro players. What we were doing with our pro players, we just shared with the world. And so that is a kind of a neat resource and it is free. So uh, but it isn't up to date as you know, it's been about probably 10 years since we put new content up. No, it still looks good. Um, but you know, for 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 the two of you, uh, you know, now at this point, obviously, you guys are both still coaching and still involved with the game. Uh, just curious, you know, again, what keeps bringing you back? What is it about the te- the tennis community that you have embraced that you want to continue to grow? You know, for me, you know, just starting out at eight years old and doing this, I'm you know, 43 now, and really doing this my whole life. It's something I love. It's something I'm passionate about. And I just want to help the sport and kind of help in ways, you know, either mistakes that I've made and um, just help people inform people on, you know, ways to kind of get through their experience, maybe a little bit easier um, from things I've experienced. And so, yeah, you know, right now working with, you know, on that match app and training with my son every day yeah i think this this season that we're going through right now is to give back to the sport we want to do that for the rest of our lives and then this is our son season he's a high level player and and we just got back from europe uh we went there last year for a while and got to do some really neat things with tony nadal and bruguera and went to Cruz and took him just to really get him exposed and we we just want to we love making memories with our son and um you know we've you know i still coach on the tour and Lindsay's still actually playing a little bit she we went when we went to europe she entered some pro tournaments just for fun and and so she still has some stuff she wants to do just for fun but it's it you know there's a lot of we're not too into the nine to five stuff we love the outdoors we love fitness and we love travel (laughs) and so it's a lifestyle for us that we just uh really enjoy and, and but we want to make a difference if we can by giving back through the sport that's helped us so much I love to hear that. Well, then the last question I have for you, it's the random Saturday morning. It's beautiful out. It's 65 degrees. You guys are feeling the itch to go play some tennis. You know, you guys are like, hey, let's play a set today. Heath versus Lindsay. Who wins? What's the score? <laughs> oh, well, of course me. And <laughs> we've only... I, I might give them a game. Yeah, say that. For being honest, <laughs> we've only played once. And why don't you tell them the score and who won? <laughs> I don't think we finished. I think the racket went over the fence for me, <laughs> and I think I left the court. <laughs> that yeah. is not I'll, a good example. Was up four zero. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but I do remember walking off the court and the racket being somewhere in a tree, I think. So. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. our last attempt. No, that's that's a smart move. I'll take Lindsay six two, just yeah. for the record. That's the spread. Uh, but anyways, yeah, to the both of you, uh, again, uh, so grateful for you taking the time for all of our listeners. Go check out the Match Tennis app, whether you are a player, whether you are a tournament director, there's something on there for all of you. Uh, and again, Heath, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time. Hope you both stay safe, stay healthy, and know that there's spots always available for you on the show. 
Thank you so much, much, Alex. Alex. It was a pleasure. Yep, take care. Take care. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Heath and Lindsay, and it's so great to get the chance, obviously, to speak with two people who are so committed to the game of tennis, who believe in it in the way that we do here at Cracked Rackets. So seriously, if the Match Tennis app is something you are interested in, please reach out to them. I think it's a really cool innovation. I think it's something that can help so many juniors and so many tournaments. And just, I think it's a it would be an exceptional tool to add to our tennis world. And so be sure to go support them if you are interested. Uh, Of course, there's so much else going on in the tennis world. I mentioned it at the top. If you want to hear the biggest storylines, results, and controversies, go check out our mini break podcast, which you can find wherever you listen to your podcasts. Of course, we're making our picks every morning on our GSP Ace of the Day. We've also got season one of the Inside Out podcast, which I know not enough of you have listened to yet. It chronicles the history of American men throughout the open era, who was the best American man at any given time. It's a series I think all of you will enjoy, so be sure to go check that out. And of course, if you have missed any of our content, be sure to go to our website, CrackedRackets.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me, I'm at GreatShotPod. Shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job they do day in, day out. Shout out again, of course, as well to our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Go to Aerobar.com. Use that promo code Cracked15. But... With that in mind, for our wonderful guests, Heath and Lindsay Lee Waiters, our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you all again soon. Take care, everyone.